This is a new dimension in sound. The sound here has been recorded on the tape magnetically. This is us. We're back. Oh my god. Oh my god, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Say you remember. In a different Welcome to another episode of A Dave in the Life. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And every time we upload, it will arrive direct in your device. And if you get a chance, please go follow us on any of the social medias, Davo or Davo Radio, and you should be able to find me easy enough. Really can't wait for you to soak this episode in. It is so magical. Alex and Ferg from Kingswood are currently in Nashville at Blackbird Studios, one of the most iconic recording studios in the whole world, laying down tracks for the new record. We organised a time to chat via Skype, and I didn't know before the interview happened that the guys would be patching me direct into the studio. So, this is an incredible thing. We get to go behind the scenes as a record is being made. Generally, when you get these conversations organised, it's after the record's been made, and the boys aren't quite sure if they can remember what happened. Um, But this is really, really special. Ferg and Alex coming to you direct from their studios in Nashville. I hope you enjoy it. How are you, sir? I am tickety-boo, mate. How the bloody hell are you? Mate, we are deep in the belly of Berry Hill, which is the recording sort of central uh, region of Nashville, and we are in Blackbird Studios in room H, and we are cutting vocals as we speak. Is that my mate on the phone now? Sure is, Gussie. <laughs> that is fantastic. Stay, stay there. We can do the interview via the control room, via the via the microphone. How good's technology, yeah. though? Amazing. Mate, uh, something pretty special about Nashville. This isn't the first time you guys have gone over there to record. Not at all. This is actually the fourth or fifth time, probably, Gus? Yeah, it's a little count. It's a th- it's, we're doing the third record here. We've done the first two here, so this one's been over a period of time. It'll be record three, but we've recorded here a lot in between for other projects and, and all sorts of stuff. you come here without me and you, you know... Do writing and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I feel like I'm suddenly in the middle of a of a lover's tiff. What's going on there, boys? Well, you, well, Gus is in the tracking room cutting vocals, and we're just blasting his vocal through the control room speakers to get to the phone. Can you hear me clearly? I, I can't hear you. It's um, it's it's amazing. It, it feels like you're in the toilet, though. It feels like I've just called a mate at a job site, and he's answered the phone in the portaloo. There is there is some beautiful ambiance. Maybe, maybe, maybe he is in the toilet. <laughs> maybe we should record in a construction site portal to get some nice reverberant feels. Hey, that would cut down on production budgets majorly, guys. Absolutely. There's a lot yeah. of heavy breathing that goes on to doing some, some vocal takes and there's a lot of, uh, you know, trepidant fumes in those booths. <laughs> in those booths. In those booths. Well, look, we're, we're loving the new tune, boys. It's a, it's a real rock burner. So you remember, it's great. It's, it's got shades of everything great about rock and roll, but it kind of feels a full circle movement for you guys. Is, is, is that what the record's going to sound like? Is it a good encapsulation, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's everything from, from destructive grunge through to like uh, more finessed, rhythmic components like a la the police and maybe Fleetwood and you know so it's everything from like the 90s grunge era of like Hole and Nirvana and Garbage through to the more vintage blues-esque uh, when I say Fleetwood I mean original Fleetwood with with Peter Green um John I mean Peter Green and John Mayall and all that yes. sort of that that sort of era so it, we're sort of we're, we're touching on the two things that 
you know, we, we've obviously been influenced by blues and all that sort of stuff since we sort of started playing this kind of music. But having grown up in the 90s and having such a strong influence of all the 90s grunge naturally come through because it was around, it's, it's, it's an interesting blend of the two. So it's kind of like the record has all of that plus, you know, everything we loved about the 70s, everything we loved about the 80s through from Led Zeppelin and Queen and all that other stuff that I'm sure you guys can hear and, and probably people listening can hear. So it's really exciting. It's like it's a big, big rock and roll record. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I'm excited. I just stood up to, to, to continue the interview. I, I'm, I'm moister than an oyster over the sounds of some Peter Green Fleetwood Macchia styles from you boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love you stood up mid-conversation. Uh, I have. There's, I there's, have. Some, there's some erection mid-conversation. When, when you're on a really good date, and and the person you're on the date with just starts talking all the right things, and really the vibe gets going. You just stand up in the restaurant and just and she's, and he or she's like, "What's going on?" And you're like, "No, I'm just standing up because it feels great." Absolutely, but like I've kept it's like a half stand, so I'm like hiding my waist under the desk, you know, just just in case because I, I am pretty damn excited about the sounds of this record and. Obviously, after the last release, um, a little bit of blowback from the record label, which you guys uh, spoke about uh, a lot. But did that affect the writing process this time around? Was it in the back of the brain? No, look, I mean, if, if anything, we just take that and run with it even more. <laughs> They'd be the first ones to tell you that they, they, they both appreciate, anticipate, and, uh, de- and deflect the madness that is contained within both mine and Ferg's brains when it comes to writing songs and, or even, you know, creative decisions where one day we'll be like, this is the single. And then the next day we'll be like, no, this is the single. And that, that may happen within a period of two or three hours. And, and the, I mean, they're used to it now, but they, they're also, they, they're patient. They're also impatient. They're also, they're also uh, accepting and non-accepting of our madness. Oh, look, if, if, there's a fine line between uh, creativity and uh, just total insanity. So I'm glad that you guys are, are finally treading that line at the moment. How much does yeah. your surroundings influence what you're doing recording-wise? I mean, obviously, you're, you're in Nashville. It's dripping in history. Does that, does that influence what, you, what you're writing and recording whilst you're there? The writing always comes from a place of purity, whether it, it mostly has to be uh, – um, aligned with Ferg and I's experiences or uh, both individually or collectively. The influence of of Nashville recording-wise, you know, you, we walk into these rooms and the records that are made before them. Well, I mean, we're in Blackbird, so yeah. countless country hit records have been made here. Jack White's Icky Thump was made here. I mean, there's lots of good rock and roll and country that's come out of these rooms and these walls. And it's hard to, to ignore, particularly when – you know, you're like, oh, let's get a drum kit, and you call up. You know, we've got a phone in the in the studio. You dial zero and ask for anything, and it happens. <laughs> so you could be like, look, I want like a 52 Telecaster and a and a 65 Deluxe. You know, and they'll be like, yep, cool, and it gets brought in, and you're just wow. like, oh my god, like this is it, and it's all legit. It's not like they're not reissues. You know, you want I, I want like a 47, a 67, a 251, and an 87, and I want three of each, and they're like, yep when it gets brought in just like what world am i living in those are all like microphones worth at least a couple of thousand dollars each if not in the tens do they do they bring a, a pizza and a six-pack as well if you need it oh, we, literally we got pizzas delivered last night anything you need anything you want Fantastic. candles 
candy, chocolates, there's, there's food. There's a chandelier ha- hanging above us. It has six <laughs> lights. One of them is bright white. The rest are warm white. Yeah, right. We've had the bright light switched out to be a warm light to to balance to balance the ambiance. To balance the ambiance. <laughs> Like, the good thing about being in Nashville or just being doing recording sort of in a location away from home is that, you know, we wake up in the morning, we go for a walk, we get coffee, we talk about songs, we go to the studio, then we go out for a drink, we talk about the songs, there's no distractions. There's nothing like your mate calls you up and goes, hey, I've got a party tonight, you want to come and have drinks? And it's like, I mean, not to say that that's bad, you know, it's great to be engaged in real life and all that sort of thing, but like, it's very much like we're focused here, we wake up and we're like, we go, okay, cool, we're in Nashville for like a month, we know what we need to do, we know what we need to achieve, we know how to work hard here, there's a good focus, you know? It's like going to a place of work and being committed to the work you have to do rather than I'm going to accompany my normal life. Hey, that, yep, you just dropped yeah. off for just a second. That's all right. We got you back. All good. Uh, look, sp- speaking of, of great gear and, and shared writing experience, shit time for you guys in August. Studio break-in in Collingwood, a 1958 Gibson Les Paul was taken. That is, that is shattering. Yeah, I had a 56 gold top taken. I had a 58. Uh, Les Paul taken. I had a Strat. I had oh. two hollow body 35s. One, th- uh, one was a 335, one was a 330. One was made in the original Gibson factory in Kalamazoo that closed down in, I'm pretty sure it was like 1978 or 1984, something like that. It was either late 70s or early 80s. We had dri- like we had the drive stolen from the album. We had computers Ugh. stolen. We had all our live gear stolen. I mean, we're, I'm still missing those guitars. My, one of them was one of the guitars my parents bought me from the 21st to be like go and go and invest and 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 cultivate a music career if you can. They stole a sentimental cactus light from an old girlfriend. Uh, a a, a yeah. sentimental cactus light from oh. from a beautiful old girlfriend. Have you got any of it back at all? I mean, has any of it turned I got, up? I got, so, so the two hollow bodies I got back, is we, they turned up at Cash Converters in, Mel, in Melbourne City. Yep. And then we got a Mellotron back through Gumtree. A friend of ours bought it off of Gumtree and then called us, which is just miraculous. That's awesome. I got a Strat back after we did a social media post, but then I ended up selling it to the kid who bought it because he just fell in love with it and I no longer loved it and it just made sense that he would he should have it. So that was pretty nice. We all met up for a beer and he told us the story and I was like, well, you know, it's got a new home now and just I want you to play it every day and he loves it and he will. So that's that's kind of nice to give it a new home. That's you know. awesome. Hopefully, I'm chatting to that kid in five years about his uh, yeah, his experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you guys ever yeah. considered moving your studios away from Collingwood? I mean, it's Collingwood, dudes. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were there for years, and we were about to move out. It was two weeks before we moved out that we. Oh. Were there. like we had squatters in the in the place next to us that we knew by name, and like a couple of the. The guys that you know lived on the street that would wander by, we'd chat to, and one of them pushed over my motorbike, <laughs> and we ended up becoming much in the community. And we're not, you know, we, we were trying to like, you know, look after and we'd help out people from time to time. And then, then they stole from us. And then well, we not got, them, but some of them. Then we got done, big time. We got rinsed, mate. Well, I'm glad you guys have stayed nice. You, you've not become cynical from the experience. You, you still sound genuinely lovely and uh, glowingly. Of Collingwood, I've never heard people speak glowingly of Collingwood before, so that's that's lovely. I mean, Dave, Dave, it got a, it gave us so many great songs and memories and experiences. It has nothing to do with Collingwood. It's just people being shit. That's all it is, <laughs> and that that that's that's 
prevalent throughout the world, you know. It's just, it is, It's yeah. just the bad luck of, of, of a situation. Yeah, look, can't help but be a cliched commercial radio host at time and poke fun of things like Collingwood and their football team, especially as a Hawthorne supporter. But uh, while poking a little bit of fun at things, do you guys have a, have a social media team over there at the moment or are one of you obsessed with the statement finisher indeed? Oh, there's a lot of posts at the moment that ending with, it's a uh, it's a fine day indeed here in Nashville. It's a stunning that, arrangement. That, that would that would def that would, would de- that would definitely be me, and that's something <laughs> that I've adopted recently, and that I like particularly. He's, yeah, he's got a theme going at the moment. What do you think about it, Dave? How do you feel about it? Look, I'm a huge fan. I mean, tickety boo is one of my favourite things, and that's some see, ye oldy type English, and indeed, definitely is as well. I think it's uh, a solemn day indeed. A solemn day indeed. A, a humid day indeed. Maybe we should call the record a fine record indeed. Please a don't. fine record indeed. <laughs> a, a fine day indeed. I like it. I just like reflecting on something, finishing the, the reflection, and then and then summarising it. So. You know, we had a great dinner that night. A fine dinner indeed. A velvety mouthfeel indeed. <laughs> there was a wonderful wine that was going around that night. A velvety mouthfeel indeed. Accompanied with a very fine cheese. A very fine cheese indeed. I feel like a I should fine be, cheese indeed. I feel like I should be yeah, smoking like a cigar and wearing a, a velvet jacket chatting to you guys. This is uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Got, it's got very classy. But hey, um, speaking of the opposite... GC600, sorry to the people that get along to it. It's coming up. Are you guys car fans? Surely there's some some cross-promo opportunities with Holden. You'd think so, but I actually own a, a 66 Fastback Ford Mustang, a Ford Ooh. Mustang. Uh, it's a GT350 replica, and Ferg and I are, like, very, 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 very much into the F1. Uh, and, and, you know, by, by association, V8s particularly, when they're all the big races, like... Obviously, Bathurst, and when when we're down here and we go to Melbourne, and they we have the V8s before the main F1 race. But we all love. I mean, we all ride motorbikes as well. We love the MotoGP. So we've had friends who are race mechanics for the Isle of Isle of Man. So we're we're very much into our motorsport, just naturally, you know. Fantastic. Well, anytime on tour, we get a day off or an afternoon off, we'll hit the go kart. Yeah, we'll either go go karting or we'll hire motorbikes. Hey, there's a question. Uh, who's who's uh, the quickest out of you two? Is it an ongoing battle or is there one clear leader? Go on, tell them. <laughs> tell them the truth, Al. You won't sound arrogant. Go and tell them the truth. I've, I've, def- I've definitely got a slight edge over Ferg. I think he's got a slight edge. But Ferg is very good. Jay's also our, our drummer, who's who's not touring with us at the moment because he's having kids, but he is also very quick. Yeah. The three of us are pretty aggressive drummers. We, we are. We we all push each other a lot. Hey, maybe there's the next promo opportunity for you guys. The, the Kingswood Kart Championships. Couple of fans taking you on on track. Oh mate, they won't have That's a hope. An excellent idea. They won't have a hope. Forget it. Unless <laughs> um, you got to get like semi pro level kart. Carters, well, look, or get a couple of V. Put us up against Lounds. Come on, do it. Give us a hot lap at the six hundred at least. Give us a hot lap and put us up against Lounds and get uh, Scafey out of retirement. That's what we need. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Look, if it happens, let me know. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, pardon the pun, but I'm pretty damn quick in account. So uh, happy, to, happy to take his on any time. All right. Well, you know, maybe it's up to you, Dave. Maybe it's up to you to set this up and set up the cha- the Kingswood Cup. Mate, I couldn't even win a chook raffle if I was selling all the tickets. I'm hopeless, I tell you. <laughs>
Love it. Fantastic. Looking forward to these shows coming up across October, November. The new single, Say You Remember, new record not too far away, as the boys said they're tracking right now. Uh, strange hobbies or passions, guys. We've been asking this of people lately, and uh, some really unique shit happening. We had a metal vocalist on the other day who is a, an equestrian fan, loves to put his jodhpurs on on the weekend and just take his pony for a bit of a strut. Is there anything weird like that for you guys, away from uh, the cars, the bikes, and the good stuff? I mean, Ferg and I would probably know the weirder parts of each other. We're like, I'm just thinking of the stuff I do, and I don't think it's weird, but Ferg would tell you it would be in the same way I would say that about him. Mm. So I'm just trying to think. I'm, I'm an avid golfer, but that's not really a question. That's not weird. weird, is it? No, it's not really weird. I, I just got my first set of golf clubs. I'm coming around to the idea. I'm just trying to think of something that that is weird that Ferg does. What have, I've definitely told you stuff that's weird about what you do. <laughs> what about me? I can't think of what's weird. I mean, you're 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 a really weird dude. But there's nothing like particularly. Someone's into a question. See, there's nothing wrong with being into a question. I don't think there's anything wrong with being into a question. I just think when you're living is uh, screaming, I guess, in a sense, the idea of a of a large metal vocalist in jodhpurs just it, it tickles me a little bit. What's something delicate and and quaint that you're into, Al? Do you meditate? <laughs> uh, a bit of meditation. I mean, there's like a lot of collection of guitars, like stupidly, as you know. Um. I'm just trying to think of Ferg's ones. Something weird about Ferg. I like to I like to pop a bottle of red wine and watch foreign films by myself with a box of tissues. He's he's always he is for years he's been a sole movie watcher. Yeah, right. I'll go to the cinema, I'll go to the cinema by myself. That's a weird one. That is weird, and he'll comfortably do it. And he's been he's done it for years. Yep. In fact, he he pretended that he was he. <laughs> this is great. At university, he <laughs> <laughs> pretended that he was in the uh, f- uh, a film study, uh, a, a uh, film a script writing, a script writing co- uh, subject to go and study film, and he wasn't at all. And he'd just go and watch films in this class. Just joining the class because I was interested. Because in- he loved film, not because he was actually enrolled. And submit assignments, and they'd get them and go, "Who's this Fergus Lineker guy? He's not. It's not on the. He's not on the on the roster." <laughs> yeah, but give me some feedback. But hey, you know what's? What do you think of my essay? Yeah, it's really good, but you're just not in this class. That is incredibly amazing. I used to sneak into some lectures at Macquarie Uni back in the day, and I thought I was the only weird unit to do that. I love that, Ferg. That is sensational. That is exactly. What I'm after. Nothing more badass than sneaking into extra classes at uni. (laughs) There's nothing more dangerous than educating yourself more illegally. Exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. Thanks for the chat, guys. Stealing. I'm stealing knowledge. (laughs) Looking forward to uh, this record when it comes out, and you guys being back in the country real soon. Thanks for chatting for it uh, to us, and and thanks for setting up the double mic as well. It's been a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Dave. Great to chat to you. All right, man. Take it. Uh, take it. See you, buddy. Thanks, mate. Say you remember.